two great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Welcome to the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast. My name is Jeremy. With me is Nick. Hello. How's it going? And Rail Splitter Mary. Hi. And today we have more guests than we've ever had on the show, which is super (laughs) exciting. Uh, We have with us uh, Rosario, who you may remember from a previous episode. She is in another life. Uh, works at Lincoln Home, as we called her Ranger Rose on that episode. Um, so what's most impressive, not only is she our first returning guest, but she's returning in an entirely different capacity, uh, in the still in the Lincoln world, which I think is super cool. So, Rose, welcome back to the Rail Splitter. Thank you. It's great to see you guys again. And it's great to be seen. If you could uh, do us the honor of uh, introducing your uh, who you have with you today. Sure. What I have um, here with me today is um, some of my wonderful cast members for our show, Peculiar Inspirations. Uh, first, we have, uh, Mr. Mike Kirchel as Robert Todd Lincoln. Hi, guys. Here we have uh, Mark Bean Blossom. I'm so sorry, Mark. Right. As uh, William Hunden. Hello. And the gentleman behind me, Mr. Randy Duncan as Abraham Lincoln. Good evening. Good evening, and thank you guys for coming on the show. So, uh, this is kind of intimidating looking at everybody. You're like looking down on me. It's like looking like in a time machine, I feel. Yeah, it's like you've got. So, we're doing this over Google Chat, uh, which is how we typically record. So, we've got 21st century rose in the foreground, and then like very accurately uh, wardrobed or costumed. I'm not sure what the proper term is. Uh, mid. Mid 19th century uh, folks, which is super cool to see. So, Rose, why don't you kind of tell us? And really, the focus of this episode is a play that uh, these folks are putting on in Springfield. Um, and I know not all of our audience is from the Midwest, so we're kind of doing a dual show here. We're going to talk about the show itself. Um, and if anybody's interested in going, you know, certainly check it out. But also, just kind of how does that work? How do you put on a show with these characters who we know and love so much? And we kind of want to talk to you about your process. So the focus will kind of be a little bit about like what goes into bringing these historic figures to mm-hmm. life for you all. Um, and how does that work from like a, you know, as we are kind of Lincoln fans kind of peeking in to see how you bring, bring this, uh, bring this world to life. So Rose, Dude, you just asked like 20 questions. I know there. I'm rambling a little bit. I apologize. <laughs> so Rose, getting back to my original question. All right. What's Rose, the play and what's it about? All right. Tell us about the show. Okay, well, the show is called Peculiar Inspirations, and it's about a modern Springfield writer by the name of Amy. She has been commissioned by a historic site manager to write a play about Abraham Lincoln. So she goes to the historic site to do some research, kind of figure out what's going on, and uh, she starts, uh, the, and this is the way that I work as a writer. When I write, I hear voices, Okay. So she starts hearing the voices of Abraham Lincoln, Robert Todd Lincoln, William Herndon, Mary Thomas Lincoln, and Rutledge even comes into play. And while this is happening, she gets interrupted by 21st century characters, a historic site volunteer, historic site manager, and they're kind of like, are you talking to yourself? And they also present these obstacles to her when it comes to doing a play about Abraham Lincoln. And that's how I was able to combine all of these wonderful things about Abraham Lincoln, his son, his law partner, his wife. And then you still have that 21st century person trying to take it all in because also these characters have their own agendas. Uh, William Herndon wants to make it all about him. We want, it's true. (laughs) Robert Lincoln who comes in as the son, like, Hey dad, you weren't, home a whole lot uh so there's just a lot of um it's almost like the questions that we ask in the 21st century of these historic of these historic characters and if if only you had that chance to do so 
So um, Peculiar Inspirations is also a play on Abraham Lincoln said, I have a peculiar ambition. So Amy has peculiar inspirations regarding these characters. Wow, that's uh, that sounds like a like a pretty involved plot. Like, so how do you how do you keep it all straight? So, like, what uh, what is what is what is this character Amy trying to do, or is she kind of? She is trying. Yeah, she's trying to write a successful play about Abraham Lincoln, and what story does she tell, and is it going to be enough? And um, it's uh, you want to help me out here, guys. <laughs> Four hours long. <laughs> 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 no, it just feels like. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Yes, <laughs> we yeah. yes you guys did help. Uh, so it, it's pretty much it's almost, it, it almost plays a little bit like fan fiction. Like if you could ask Abraham Lincoln questions about his dad. Um, I even have an actor um, playing portraying Thomas Lincoln, and he delivers a monologue, just being like, "Hey, I was a good dad." And what's really, and it's so, it, and the actor does such a good job, and it kind of brings you to tears a little bit. And then Amy, she's just trying so hard to write all this down and trying to figure out what she's going to do that she breaks into Cats in the Cradle, you know. And then I actually have my Lincoln men singing Cats in the Cradle. Wow. <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln is very well known for not being a good singer, so we, we work that in. <laughs> That's that's delicious fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, and if you could, um, and I'll let my my co-host here ask uh, questions of the specific characters. But Rose, could you talk to us a little bit about where the play is staged, literally where the the play oh, is? Oh, sure. Staged? Yeah, the play is actually literally um, staged at the historic Edwards Place in Springfield, Illinois. This was the home of Benjamin Edwards, who was Ninian Edwards' brother. Ninian was married to Elizabeth. Todd, Mary's sister. I hope I hope I got that straight. And so here at the historic Edwards Place, it's wonderful. We have um, the original courting couch that the that that the Lincolns perhaps courted on. We also have the piano that was uh, played at the Lincoln wedding. So we are literally like stepping into history when we step onto our stage. And it's been really interesting because this is not a conventional theater stage. This is a historic house that we are putting this this play on. Oh, that's how I, I think it sounds awesome. So um, a ton going on. I it makes me sweat a little thinking about how you crafted this story and weaved everything in together. So I give you props for that, and I'm sure it's fantastic. Uh, for the three gentlemen in the back, you know, the actors, you know, uh, what do you think when you first kind of heard about the script um, and, you know, the whole process of, you know, getting prepared for the big night? I mean, it's a it was a fun way to think about characters we think of, of just so historic or, or so sort of uh, disconnected from modern society that it was nice to play these historical figures, but put on it like having them sing cats in the cradle and, and so on and so forth to, to bring characters to now and to make them work with today and also yesterday at the same time mm -hmm. i know for my part um i'm no historian um i just show up rose is very nice to ask me i actually appeared in a previous show of hers uh visitation of mary lincoln as robert Todd, and she asked me would you like to reprise your role and i said yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I'm glad I came back and got to work with this group of players. One one very interesting thing about this play to me is it almost it 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 comes off at first glance as a, a very lighthearted play, but it's kind of like it has a uh, a more serious aspect uh, underlying that, uh, which is how do we understand history? How well do we understand history? And how do we how do we interact with history? So it, it's it, it kind of it kind of sneaks that message in under the radar with with all the humor and the lightheartedness. And then Randy, um, you know, I know you obviously you reenact um, all the time. Is this a little bit? Do you enjoy doing something like this, being that it is a little bit different? I know you're not singing "Cats of the Cradle" when you're in Springfield. Uh, uh, I, you know, going around. So, do you enjoy this little bit of a different twist on it? Yeah, it, it is. 
portraying Abraham Lincoln is, uh, it's kind of like, in a way, it's kind of like Lincoln being, it's a glorious burden. You, you have, it, it is an honor, and it's, it's also a, a lot of responsibility to try and get the part right and get the details right. Um, and the fact that inside this play, there's permission to relax a little bit. It's, it's kind of a, a relief in some way. It's, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Mary, we're kind of hogging all the questions on our end here. Oh, that's okay. Um, actually, I have a question for Rose. Um, who was the most challenging character to write, and who was the least challenging? The most challenging character, I think, to write, um, but I actually ended up just totally loving what I ended up doing, was Thomas. Uh, mm -hmm. Thomas was very challenging because how do you define the relationship of Abraham and his father? Right. And Everybody has an opinion on that. And I thought, okay, I need to do something with Thomas. And, and I thought about it, um, and I actually wrote his monologue a, a little bit later. And I thought about it, and I said, you know what? What if Thomas Lincoln did realize his son was smarter than him? How would that make him feel? How would that make me feel as a parent, where all of a sudden you realize your child is probably better than you? What, how would that make you feel? Um, so he was actually, he was definitely the most challenging. Um, my least challenging to write, and the one that I actually just really enjoyed, and she was really the first one that popped into my head, was a character named Lily. Uh, Lily plays the historic uh, site um, volunteer, and she comes across as she cares about her job. She loves it, but she does not trust this creative person and putting Abraham Lincoln in the hands of this creative person. Uh, so she was definitely, I think she was really one of the first characters who I knew, yes, she needs to represent that kind of snobby mm -hmm. side yeah. when it comes to Lincoln and academics. But she, but, but Lily does bring up some good points though, mm -hmm. so in the show. It's awesome, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So when you guys were are preparing for the performance, um, like um, Randy, I guess this question is mostly directed at you, but like what is the difference maybe in like, or, or did you think about the difference between re relating to Thomas Lincoln and then you're, you're playing, you're portraying Lincoln later in his life as president as, as evidenced by your beard. Um, so was your relationship with Robert informed at all or different? Was that a different process kind of, weighing those two relationships and how did you prepare to relate to those two different characters and, and performers? Well, it, it is based, uh, my performance is based on the script that was given. And uh, some of the richness of the script comes because there's genuine ambiguity about a lot of these relationships and we, they can't completely be nailed down. Like she mentioned, Anne Rutledge. Well, what exactly was their relationship? we don't know which makes it it's a wonderful topic to, to work on because you can never you can never completely get it and it's the same thing with with his father and to a lesser extent with his son although we know more about that um, the fact that that they are not completely clear-cut uh, it, it adds to the play um, and my part is mostly a, a reacting to these other characters uh, the way the way I see it has been we're kind, of, we're kind of what the director thinks about that. But, uh, <laughs> Opening nights on Friday. We're redoing it all. <laughs> we're up to it. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very unusual thing because, of course, Abraham Lincoln is Abraham Lincoln. You know, and he, he takes the center stage in almost everything. But in this case, I'm kind of an, an aide to the real main character, which is a very unusual position for me to be. For the other gentleman here, um, did you guys do research on the characters you're portraying? Um, did you just kind of using Rose and forming you, and then going from I, there? I sort of, I sort of lucked out with Herndon because he's one of those characters like Anne Rutledge that people sort of don't think about or sort of don't really put much of their own opinions on. Like people have their own ideas as how Abe and, and Thomas interacted or how Abe and Mary might have interacted, but they're like, oh, Hernan was there. And they forget that he was a part of Abe's life. So I basically just had to play the script 
Um, and so that made that a lot easier for me. I could just show up and, and just sort of do the characters written and didn't have to worry about it as much. I had more of a blank slate. As much as much as I mentioned, or as I mentioned this before, I'm not a historian in the slightest. Uh, I actually listen a lot to these other folks, Rose and Mark and Randy and others, talk about the period of time. We also have an actress who plays Mary Todd Lincoln, who's yeah. very versed in the history. So I kind of pick up little tidbits, you know, how would Robert handle himself? Ro Rose has told me that Ro uh, Robert was very stoic, that he didn't show his emotions very much. But in this particular play, that was a bit of a challenge because there's a lot of emotion under the surface when he's talking about how he's never great in his father's eyes, how, you know, how he would have uh, back and forth with Mary that, you know, they had a very strained relationship. Again, pieces of history I picked up from my, uh, my director and my cast. Uh, and so I just kind of try to weave that in there. And I, you know, I try a couple different things and, you know, they'll, they'll pull me back if I'm not right. But, uh, you know, kind of part of acting is to dare to try mm -hmm. and, and, and just discover. All right. Mary? Oh, I like the um, that parallels oh. your, the themes associated with your characters in a, in a good way. That's, that's kind of a, a good way to, to, to describe the process. Um, did, did you have a question? Were you gonna... No, I was going to shoot it out to Canada and let Mary ask a question. <laughs> Actually, was talking a bit to the lady that plays Mary Todd um, earlier tonight, Pam Brown. Uh -huh. Yes. Mary Lincoln. Yeah, Mary Lincoln. Yes. Um, she's one of my followers on Twitter, and she actually sent me a message. She's like, "I heard you on the podcast tonight," and it was like, so she was telling me a little bit about. It. She's like, "I play Mary Lincoln." I was, yeah, she's a really, really she's awesome amazing. lady. Yeah. She's so yeah. She's really, really fun. Um, so my question is, um, which what were your major sources that you consulted uh, for for writing the play? Um, well, <laughs> yes. well, her, this is a book. I guess turned in. Yes, of course. Um, well, uh, as uh, they mentioned, I'm, I'm a ranger at uh, Lincoln Home. I also master's is in American history with a focus on uh, the Civil War era um, and Abraham Lincoln. So we're talking about ten years of sources. Um, so anything from the presidency of Abraham Lincoln by Philip Shelf Paladin, um, Stacey Pratt uh, McDermott's book, um, Mary Lincoln, mm -hmm. Southern Northern Woman, yep. played a very large role when it came to even with uh, with Mrs. Lincoln. Um, Herndon's informants also kind of came in handy a little bit. Uh, but with this one, you know, since I am kind of playing on the fact that Amy is this writer who's just discovering, and there is such an element of play going on, that I was able to kind of, yes, I do have this accurate historic fact. For example, many of the lines that Abraham Lincoln says and Robert Todd Lincoln say are actual quotes um, that I've used from all that I've used from Link from Lincoln sources. Oh, my new favorite source, though. Yes. Lincoln and Shakespeare. This was oh, become one of my favorite sources. Right. Um, I absolutely, I, 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 I love this book. I absolutely love it. I think I have, um, and I, of course, I always with me. Excuse me, one moment. I'm gonna. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like your computer is sitting on a bookcase. Right. Yeah, yes. Uh, well, we're actually on our set. And so on the set, I I literally have my books that I used. Um, so we, so I, I, right here, I, I have Stacy's book. Mm -hmm. um, I have um, the Lincoln-Douglas debates just right, sitting right under. I would, I would get it out, but it's, my computer is literally sitting on the Lincoln-Douglas debates. Right now. <laughs> That's a good foundation. <laughs> It's like you're 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 very much a kindred spirit of the uh, rail splitters, just pulling books out like that. It's, it's you know, you're 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 among friends for sure. Um, so as the process kind of went on, did did you what what decisions did you have to make with characters that were difficult, and did you really have to decide like how am I going to portray these characters um, in in still have a plot, you know, because it seems like a like big characters for one stage. Like, I definitely, um, I had to uh, make decisions like, okay, what line am I going to walk up to? Like, for example, the Ann Rutledge story, how far do I want to take that? And what I did was, I like, again, I went back to the source of 
Abraham Lincoln, where it's like I try to use his own quotes as much as possible um, and weave them into that that story. For example, Anne says, or, or somebody, she says, uh, what about women? says what what's your line what about women <laughs> or women <laughs> yeah women yeah. uh a subject i do not understand <laughs> yeah and so and 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 that's something that lincoln that's attributed to abraham lincoln where he says women of business i do not understand yep. so that so i take that line and that's how i'm able to kind of make decisions with still being in the world of abraham lincoln walking up to the line but never quite crossing it um, because as we mentioned there are some things that we just don't know so that's kind of, that's kind of where where I was at first and I did have to make decisions did I want to include Stephen Douglas did I want to include Joshua Speed and in my early drafts I did have Joshua Speed and I did have uh, Stephen Douglas um, but those just they just kind of got lost in those early drafts and and when I knew um, I wanted Mark to play Herndon, I was like, oh, okay. So then immediately I start hearing Mark's voice in that, in that character. It was literally me, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like now, much like yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, very friendly stalker. Yeah, of my stalkers, he is the friendliest. Uh, so, it's, so that's, I think, how, how that process began. Is that, like, I think you just have to start writing and then as these characters talk to you, you start realizing, okay, I want to use you, but I can't. I have, an, I have a line here with Anne, with Anne Rutledge where Anne Rutledge, Anne Rutledge says to Amy, the writer, I have to go. She says, no, 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 there could be more. And Anne Rutledge says, no, 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 no. This is um, my, my, my part in Abraham Lincoln's life. Don't make it any larger than it needs to be. And, and the writer, and Amy, the writer says, you know what, you're right. And that's how, and that's how the writing process is. If anything, sometimes I think you should see this play not only because of this wonderful cast and learning about Lincoln history, but if you, I think if you want to see how crazy writers are when it comes to these voices in our heads, this shows you this is the process. This is literally my process. I sit at my computer with my books and I imagine a conversation with Abraham Lincoln. Wow, that's yeah. That, it's 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 interesting to hear your process and and how you can you know it's it seems like a daunting task, but at the same time you're just kind of describing, I think what we all do say from times like I wonder what Abraham Lincoln would have said here or would say here. I definitely um, have voices in my head all the time. <laughs> um, so I have a question for Randy about portraying Abraham Lincoln later in life, um, but recalling an interaction like the Ann Rutledge story. Uh, was that a challenge for you or was that something that you really had to explore like how to do could kind of like step in the shoes of a very much younger Lincoln than maybe you're used to? Not really because an advantage of portraying anybody in older life you, you know you talk to anybody of a certain age they want to talk about and think about their past anyway. They've got they've got all that history they can look back on and if you're if you're younger, if I, for instance, if I was portraying Lincoln in New Salem or as a young lawyer, uh, there's so much of Lincoln's history that I'd have to pretend doesn't happen yet. It has I don't, don't know anything about. But um, if I'm talking from the point of view of Lincoln as as president, he can look back and think about the relationship with Ann Rutledge. Now, of course, since since the nature of their relationship is not completely uh, understood, I can't lay that out, but I can be Lincoln thinking. You can see Lincoln is turning over the relationship in his mind. Now, not telling everybody what he knows, because <laughs> we can't go there. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't know it, but Lincoln does. Mm -hmm. So in a way that adds a little richness to it. If, if the people in the audience understand that, they can see, that ambiguity happening too. Interesting. Um, I was just thinking here as I'm kind of, we're two nights away, correct? From opening night? Yes. And so you're coming down to crunch time. What are you guys all worried about? 
The after party. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, I like that. That's <laughs> well, we already have one cast party. It's true. Yeah. Yes. We. Yeah. I mean, actors are fun. You know, so <laughs> I to be honest guys, with you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say to be honest with you, um, I don't have any worries. This is a wonderful cast. This is a. It's just been a pleasure to work with every single one of them. So I guess my worry is, what am I going to do next week when I'm not hanging out with them anymore? After party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why stop? I'd, like, I'd really like to see the play that Amy is getting ready to write. But Ooh. Have that. yeah, that's uh, <laughs> very meta. I like that. <laughs> um, so uh, you're looking at performances on Friday night and Saturday night? Yes, um, Friday night and Saturday evening. You can purchase tickets um, two ways. You can purchase them by going to the Springfield Art Association. Um, you can, so you can purchase them online or tickets can be purchased at the door. Yeah, outstanding. And I, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely gutted that, that we can't make it. I can't make it um, just because work and some other things. I will be down oh, there yeah. the following <laughs> weekend. Um, what are the show times for each night? Oh, 7.30. 7.30 start for each night. Excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, another question, wow. too, I have. Uh, I kind of see the wardrobe there. Uh, who helped put all that together? Was that a challenge? Was that difficult? It, it was a little bit of a challenge, um, but thank goodness, you know, living here in Springfield, uh, there's a wonderful community of people who actually have these clothes in their closets sometimes. And so I've, I've been very lucky that um, some people have been very nice to me and very gracious in allowing me to use some of their uh, some of their some of their clothing. But Randy's this is all this is all yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a very narrow line sometimes between costumes and just well-made clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in Springfield, you're contractually required to have a period costume. You know, <laughs> in your when you move to Springfield, uh, they'll, they'll issue you your clothing. <laughs> uh, and that actually kind of leads it right into the question I wanted to ask, because um, something I, I at least do a lot on the show and we kind of all do is like, uh, I love Springfield. Um, I'm not from there, but I visit there about five times a year or so. Um, so you all are uh, actors and performers. Um, are you based out of Springfield? And what can you tell us about the art scene in Springfield for people who can't make it this weekend, but but may want to see some of your other work or some experience some other of the fine arts in Springfield? There's, there's always something going on. Springfield, um, for... Springfield really has embraces the art scene as hard as it can. Um, you know, people always think they have to go to, to really major metropolitan areas to find art, but Springfield tries really hard to have either a, a gallery showing or a uh, theatrical performance or a musical performance or an open mic night or a dance recital. It, 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 and it's not even that hard to find. I was going to say if you know where to look, but honestly, there's, there's always something plastered on a wall or a window to tell you where to go. There's a there's a small record company here in town that is always doing indie shows. There's a, a couple of volunteer radio stations. There's there's always something to, to go and do artistically here in town. It's you just have to want to go out and find it. What has been kind of the response from people that know about the play within Springfield? Are you getting any pushback because you know you kind of taking a creative approach? No, actually, um, I haven't received any kind of um, pushback. Like, nobody seems to be upset because one of the things that Springfield does have is, I think, a wonderful sense of humor when it comes to Abraham Lincoln. So nobody has really kind of been like, oh, how dare you do this um, to Abraham Lincoln and have this sense of humor with him. Uh, we've actually, this is our, um, well, this is, this is my third uh, show here in which I've written and directed. And the response has been very, very favorable from my, from my last two shows, Love is Eternal and The Visitation of Mary Todd Lincoln. We've received a lot of wonderful feedback. Um, Mark, um, he's really, I, I, I consider Mark, Mark my uh, creative partner in all of this. Um, he actually last a few months ago, back in April, back in April. April we did another show called um, Historical Fiction 
in which, I mean, I'll let you explain. Your, um, your, it was your show, it's, so it's, I want to. It's set now, but it's it's also about a bunch of people putting on a play about Abraham Lincoln, except it's the worst play about Abraham Lincoln. Um, and basically just every <laughs> uh, backstage and how they sort of keep it together. But it it is more playing off tropes of, um, it plays off tropes of like, you know, theater and, and, and community theater, but it also kind of pokes fun at, reenactors and, yeah. and being in a historical play and, and being accurate. But it, it's like what Rose said. I, I think here in Springfield, we're so surrounded by Lincoln and he's just such a constant presence that if we were to try to maintain him on some sort of ivory tower all the time, we'd all get too exhausted. One of the things that um, I say about Abraham Lincoln in Springfield is that only in Springfield, Illinois, can you talk about Abraham Lincoln in the present tense? You ask somebody, where where did Abraham Lincoln live? And the Springfieldian will answer, oh, he lives over at 8th and Jackson. You can go on over, go to his house. <laughs> Whereas the outsider Springfield might be like, wait, wait, he's dead. I thought, what's going on here? But here in Springfield, it's almost like Abraham Lincoln is alive and well. So it's really interesting. Sometimes literally, if you see one of them like going to Subway or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, if you're to pick up the local paper, if really, I think Abraham Lincoln makes the paper a lot more than most politicians who are alive. <laughs> Isn't he in the masthead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> Register, yeah. I, yes. I would bet that every, at least every other week, but pro probably almost every week, you'd find the name Lincoln on the front page. You can't turn around without smacking into Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's one of those things, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we, I think you feel that, uh, like the ripple effect anywhere in Illinois. And as you get closer, cause we're way up North in the state, almost to Wisconsin. So like it's very, very little presence here, but as you get closer to Springfield, you start seeing them on, you know, billboards, you go past Lincoln, Illinois, you know, and then there's like the, the courthouse that was in Mount Pulaski or something. And yeah, you get past New Salem. So like, it's it's kind of funny how like like as you like, there's a gravitating presence of Lincoln towards Springfield, and then when you're there, it's it's just such a energy for me. It's just an energizing place to be, and, and I really uh, I really like that you guys uh, seem to have some civic pride and are mm -hmm. you know, talking about the art scene in a positive way, and that you're contributing to it uh, in a in a. It's not a big city, it, you know. It's not a small town, but it's uh, you know. It, it's nice that the arts are alive and well in a city like Springfield. So even though we're not able to see the this, this show, I want to thank you for keeping the arts going in, in, in smaller towns. We love it. We, I mean, we, I think we all love what we do. We, we really do. And this is, this is an interesting town. And I think we, we all really like living here. <laughs> I love coming down there. I know that. So, and, and we do need to apologize to Mary. Mary lives in Canada, so she doesn't really have the yeah. access to Springfield that we need. Oh, I have I yet a lot to of our listeners Springfield. I've wow. To, I've been into Abraham Lincoln for about 30 years now, and I've yet to visit Springfield. Uh, I've been to Gettysburg and oh, Washington my. many times, but um, I'm thinking I might visit in the spring. Well, you you are going to let us know when, yeah. when you visit, right? Especially. I, yes, I definitely am. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. it What's it going to take for us to get a little more impetus for you? I'm not much. <laughs> uh, You're literally looking at him like and asking you to come visit him right now, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let me just hop in my car and I'll be there for the play. There you go. <laughs> Medication. Uh, you can get a horseshoe <laughs> while you're here. Yeah. Oh yeah, horseshoes. And the best place I will. Uh, yeah, we're not supposed to give plugs for individual place, but Obed and Isaac's is the best place to go, in my opinion. So it's great. It's pretty good. Yeah. A good spot for yeah. a guest party too, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it is. We've done that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, we, there you go. Seat for you here in the front. Yeah, absolutely. So, what beer is going to be at uh, the cast party? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. There's Abe's Ale. Yeah, there's Abe's Ale. Uh, maybe New England. Bourbon, awesome. probably from Kentucky, too. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, well, did you I, have anything else you wanted to share with uh, with uh, Real Splitter Nation, the podcast universe, about your process, your show, uh, just kind of what you're, what you're hoping to accomplish with this? Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
you know, just I just would just want to say, um, you know, thank you to both of you uh, for or the three of you um, for for having us here. We love the arts. We love talking about Abraham Lincoln. We we just love being able to share this uh, with people. Um, Abraham Lincoln is somebody who is um, very near and dear to my heart. I wasn't able to show you guys this when I um, was at Lincoln home. Um, but I do have my, I don't know if you can see, I have a signature of Abraham Lincoln on my forearm right there because he's he's just always going to be there. And I want to share that passion. I want to um, people to see different sides of Abraham Lincoln. And I get to work with the best. Lady <laughs> <laughs> just turned around. Just yeah. These are the jokes, ladies and gentlemen. These are the jokes. I didn't know how far he was going to go with that either. So, But these are just some of the best. I mean, best cast in the whole world I do. best cast I do so I wish you could have met all of the cast members today but they were the amazing <laughs> all right so and I, I really like seeing the, the the Abraham Lincoln signature I have a portrait I don't know if you see that, is that, is that yeah I have, awesome. your, I have your likeness on my arm yeah but I, I rarely show sure like that but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that that's when he gets <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll make him smile. Do that again and make him make him oh, smile. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do, yeah it, it is kind of. He does have a little smirk. It was, it was based off that last portrait, you know, with a cracked glass on it. Oh, anyway, man. Uh, okay, and it says yeah. with Mal Store None and with Charity for All. So, thank you guys so much for uh, for you all for taking that the time, and we're so happy that you're doing stuff like this. We really hope we can catch the, the next the next uh, version, the next play. Uh, when we're in town, uh, but uh, thank you for sharing with us the process. I think our listeners who even are across the country and not able to come will be interested to hear, like, how do you bring such historic and important and, uh, and huge figures to life? So thank you for uh, giving us a glimpse into your process. And to our listeners in the central Illinois area, get your ticket now. To our listeners in a five-state radius, get your tickets now. <laughs> To our listeners in a two-country radius, like Mary, get your tickets now. Um, and where would they get them? Share that information real quick. Uh, you can find that at the uh, Springfield Art Association. You can literally just Google Springfield Art Association, and it'll have all the tickets, uh, ticket information uh, right there. Even if you Google Edwards Place, um, Springfield Art Association uh, will, will come up. Awesome. Are you going to post any pictures on social media or anything? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think I'm definitely going to post some. Um, I My Twitter is uh, Row Ranger. So you'll find me on Twitter, uh, of course, Facebook, and I'll even, I'll, and I, you, I can even share some to you guys as well. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Outstanding. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you once again. Now, in this very important time in the show, uh, because every week we have we a make fun feature. of Miller Fillmore now? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Uh, that is a weekly thing that it's not a feature. You just do it. Uh, but every week we have a feature called This Week in Lincoln where we ask our guests, if we have a guest, uh, to supply their favorite example of Lincoln popping up in pop culture randomly that's either funny or inspiring or interesting. So do you all have any examples of where you see Lincoln showing up in a non-historic, non-traditional way that you think is cool? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like it. Randy. Yes. <laughs> this is so cool. I am acting on stage with Abraham Lincoln, and he's my dad. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very odd. Abraham Lincoln shows up in my mirror in the morning. I get up right there. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it, over the course of years you become used to that, but it's, it's still a little startling once in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, I, right, I mean, well, you guys, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I always enjoy um, Abraham Lincoln from Wayne's World. Um, <laughs> but yeah. in, in all honesty, right. this show, I think it, this is my favorite, Abraham Lincoln. This is my way of putting Abraham Lincoln into, I guess, my, my pop culture, I suppose. So please come see the show. 
All right. So thank you guys once again. Uh, the play itself uh, can be our This Week in Lincoln. So check it out if you're in Springfield and uh, pay attention to the local arts if you're not and uh, support uh, similar projects as a way of saying thank you. So, guys, thank you for hanging out with us. I really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. Break yep. break a leg. Break a leg. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, you. thank you and good luck. Thank thanks, you. guys. Bye, thanks. All right, that was that was fun. I enjoyed uh, learning about the play and how they portrayed Abraham Lincoln, among others. That was uh, that mm -hmm. was fun. I agree. It was awesome. Yes. So very cool. I wish I could drive the. It would take me, I think, probably sixteen hours to get there, but I'd I'd do it. That's a hike. That's a hike. Uh, yeah, and hopefully, you know, we know obviously not all of our listeners, including us, are going to be able to see the play. But we're hoping with this episode just to kind of get a glimpse into the process that goes behind portraying uh the lincolns and people in lincoln's life on stage um so that's that i think we did that and you know i, re I was really interested in kind of learning about the process and and i really enjoyed listening mm -hmm. to to rosen and the cast uh share that and um there's definitely a very similar passion for lincoln that they have that uh, we share yeah mm -hmm. i think we also talked a lot about you know or it brought up a lot of the past conversation we had you know with the power of historical fiction um, and the freedom it gives you to kind of take this content that you love so much and to play around with it. And it's through that playing process where you learn more. I'm sure Rose has probably learned more um, by writing this script than she would have if she didn't. And then the actors mm -hmm. and the actresses get involved with that too. So um, and that was kind of a theme with, uh, uh, gosh, what was the gentleman's name? Oh, Jacopo de la Quercia. Yep. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I do think, and I, and I, the more that I've thought about it and I started thinking about it with that episode, the more I believe that you could possibly learn more if you think about what would happen than if you're just trying to learn what did happen, you know, like, cause you speculate and then you kind of say like, well, his, his character was this or his demeanor was that. And you kind of put, you know, by applying what you know about someone into different situations, you may actually end up learning more uh, by putting mm -hmm. it into context. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's what we're trying to do every, every week. I know I've learned so much more about Lincoln just being part of the, you know, the 23 episodes that we've had, 24 now, mm -hmm. um, just playing around. And we've done a lot of the what ifs and stuff. And it's been fun. Hopefully some of the listeners are enjoying some of it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. And that, wow, Nick, that is a great segue. Uh, <laughs> I am what you call a professional. I am a four and a half star podcaster for a reason. <laughs> yes. So let us go to iTunes and we will read some more reviews, um, which we're so happy to get remember if you're listening let's put it on pause give us five stars you know if you want to talk trash talk trash about us but give us five stars we'll read it on air <laughs> so we'll read them all on air so that is true um so yeah we are up to 17 ratings which is awesome um so the most recent review came in on november 8th right these three are my people i like that uh, this is from Jesse's Girl 229, who says, "If you're a Lincoln, uh, if you're a Lincoln uh, fan and history buff like me, this is your show. They have a great balance of deep and, f and deep are deep and fun and entertaining. Keep it up, Rail Splitters. You're loved here in Kentucky. Birthday of Abraham Lincoln, the Bluegrass State. Yeah. So I actually came across an article the, not too long ago." And I can't forget who put it on, but there was like a contingent from like Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, and they were arguing about like what's what's Lincoln's first state, like who has more of an ownership to Lincoln, and they had like this debate, I guess. And I was kind of reading it; it was kind of interesting. So yeah, Illinois, right? I mean, obviously. Oh, I mean, there's no question. Yeah. <laughs> um, duh. I mean, there is a nice uh, site in Indiana. That, I mean, there's nothing that, that survived from where he lived, but road you know, trip. They've, they've recreated it, so we'll um, have to do a show out there. Yeah, I think I think the the giant Lincoln road trip is going to have to happen. Um, of course, the bulk of the burden is on our friend from Canada. So <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> Which I I've, I've always kind of wondered. We'll make a Canadian Lincoln trip. I wonder, and this maybe is a trivia question for everybody. Like, what's the farthest north Lincoln ever traveled? I think Ni I, I want to say Ni I want to say Niagara Falls, but that's probably not accurate because I'm sure there's some places in Illinois that are further north than Niagara Falls, uh, New York. Is. I need to see it, man. I don't know, because like 
I mean, I feel, almost feel like Gettysburg might be farther north even than, you I know, because, like, we're... I don't, this know. is a good question. <laughs> I'm like trying to yeah. picture, like, I think where we are is probably about, like, mid-Ohio latitude-wise. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's an interesting... Oh, man, I'm Interesting, in very difficult to prove... Um, question oh we are actually a little farther north than Get- we're definitely farther north than gettysburg that speech in new york uh what is it uh oh, cooper union where was that at was that in, that was new in york. New, york city. new york city new york city, new york city. Yeah. it was new york city yeah. yeah but he did go to niagara falls new york because he wrote um a kind of a poem about the falls and he talked about that's got to seeing be. them did he ever go to buffalo i wonder to meet up with our buddy <laughs> Well, that would have, well, yeah, he, yeah, he would have been in Buffalo, actually. I think. Why? Why would you even speak of that? Yeah. So, that, um, that terrible town that was home to Millard Fillmore at true. one point. And Grover <laughs> Cleveland. Am I correct on that? Possibly. William, I think I read that he was a nimble dancer. I know for Grover sure William Cleveland. McKinley visited there. <laughs> Didn't uh, go well. Yeah. Yes. No, it did not. <laughs> so too soon. Too soon. I, too soon. Yeah. I, yeah. Too soon. I've been him. to his grave, and I went to his grave in Canton. His tomb. It's quite the, it's quite the thing to see, actually. Yeah, I, you know, I like I like seeing that kind of stuff or, or visiting yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty cool, and the the museum was pretty good too, actually. There. Uh, the The last tomb like that I went to, other than Abraham Lincoln, uh, was I believe it was is it Rutherford B Hayes? Uh, of course. I believe. Why wouldn't it be rather Rutherford B. Hayes? It was in Indianapolis. I'm like, I'm, I'm like second guessing myself, but I feel like Hayes' tomb is in Indianapolis. You know, and if it's not, I'm gonna have to edit all this out. It's good to see that you're going to the, the perfect source to get all information. Yeah, it's I'm on Wikipedia. Wikileaks. Is he going to Wikipedia? Wikileaks. <laughs> yeah, WikiLeaks. So, anyway, we uh, we're just kind of rambling. Did you have an email to read? Uh, no, the email was from the same reviewer, and she was just very kind to also send an email that mm. uh, basically said, and I didn't ask if I could use her name, so I'm not going to right here, but um, love the show. Uh, just She had an autocorrect accidentally on her review, but um, we're cool with it. Uh, and she said she's loved Lincoln since she was eight and loved to share uh, topic ideas and engage with us, um, so that's that's awesome. So I think she said uh, nice. I'm her favorite rail splitter. Am I correct? It was though? not Rutherford B. Hayes. Which one? Oh, I think it was. No, I know what it was. I, I don't know why we're coming over that. I am her uh, favorite. Dressy's girl's <laughs> favorite rail splitter, I believe, is me. The Rutherford B. Hayes tomb I went to actually belonged to Benjamin Harrison. Equally forgettable president. But I went to his tomb. It's in Indianapolis. You know who's not forgettable? Nick the rail splitter. Nick the rail splitter. <laughs> So sorry for my little... That's my, why Randy remembered us. My incoherent uh, history ramblings about a gravesite that was so memorable that I mixed up the presidents, which I rarely do because I pride myself <laughs> on my presidential trivia knowledge. Anyway, uh, so uh, we are approaching the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, so uh, we will post an episode uh, this Thursday, um, but you obviously won't get it until Thanksgiving. So have a, you know, happy Thanksgiving. If you're celebrating in the United States, this Um, episode is not going to be Thanksgiving. This episode will be the Thursday. It'll be on. Yeah. Tomorrow. Like, yeah. I mean, today it'll be on the 16th. So, um, or, uh, you know, maybe some people got, you know, a little bit behind because they were busy mm -hmm. and maybe you are listening to this as you are literally eating Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Stop. Press t- spend some time with your family. Don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Even I podcast. disagree. <laughs> so. Hi, family. Grandma, looking good there. <laughs> Billy, you got a little mashed potatoes on your chin. All right. Wipe that up there. All right. So uh, <laughs> any parting thoughts other than that br- piece of brilliance that we just threw at you? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. <laughs> uh, once again, to the, uh, the cast. Well, uh, uh, this Week in Lincoln. Our This Week in Lincoln is... It's the play. Yeah. It's, it's, so we it's, make that clear to our, our yeah, listeners? Yeah. So the, the, it was supplied by our, our wonderful guests. And thank you once again uh, to uh, Rose, whose pen name is Rosario. Uh, so hopefully we will be able to get um, another, be able to check out one of her future works. But uh, if not, the play, The Peculiar Inspiration, will be in, thanks, will be in Thanksgiving. We'll be in Springfield this weekend. I will be in Springfield next weekend. 
for Thanksgiving. Um, but uh, we appreciated their glimpse into the world of creating Lincoln Live. Very, very interesting stuff. Any parting thoughts, Nick or Mary? If you are Those also are out there creating Lincoln material, let us know. Throw us a, a DM on Twitter, Facebook. We got the Facebook group, you know. Um, so we'd love to see it and share it with others. Absolutely. Mary, anything? Yeah, I second what Nick said, and that was a really awesome show. It was great to get some insight about, you know, writing a play about Lincoln, and that was awesome. All and right. Lincoln stared at us for like 40 minutes. Yeah, it was it was really cool to do a Google chat with uh, with somebody that looks exactly and sounds very much like uh, yeah. Abraham Lincoln. It was really <laughs> kind of surreal, and he was joking yeah. around in a way that was probably very similar to Abraham Lincoln, too. And yeah. Was, uh, when he turned around, I thought maybe he was going to moon us. So. I, I thought that too. So, uh, thank you. See? <laughs> yeah. Right now, Jeremy has that look kind of like, oh, we're really going to yeah. go there. So, so uh, this I is why we are Jesse's girl's two favorite rail splitters, me and Mary. <laughs> uh, so and you please. are the third. That's right. You got that right. Something like that. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at RealSplitterPod. Join the Facebook group. We're getting close to 30 members, and it's really fun to engage uh, with that. Um, And uh, you can email us at therealsplitterpodcast at gmail.com. So thank you once again for listening in, everybody. Uh, Sunday is November 19th, so take a little bit of time to think about the Gettysburg Address on the anniversary of its delivery. Which is out Sunday. at the museum, am I correct? It is on display mm-hmm. at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum uh, for a short time here uh, in I, in honor of that anniversary that is coming up on Sunday. You going to look at it? I am. I, figured I, you will, I will definitely yeah. tweet about the experience. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if photos are allowed, but I'm not going to Instagram it because I won't be able to see through my tears anyway. <laughs> And I don't think it's appropriate. But anyway, um, so thank you once again for listening. Thank you to Rose and the crew down in Springfield. Um, And until next week, keep walking the world with malice toward none and with charity for all. And we will see you soon.